0: Well, something really interesting happened at the World Championships and something not so interesting happened at American Airlines Center. I'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and this episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. As I've mentioned, I've covered hockey for over a decade, and this is going to be a fairly light episode except for one thing we're going to talk about Adam Fantilli a little bit because something happened at the world championships that um yeah kind of rubbed some people the wrong way and I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that I'm not that much a fan of dirty plays. That being said, we got to talk about what happened with Adam Fantilli in the world in the worlds over the week, or over the weekend rather. So, Adam Fantilli's playing in Team Canada right now. Right now Canada's doing pretty well. Um during their last game, um yeah, Adam Fantilli had a big big hit. A massive hit. Now, Adam Fantilli is a bigger person. He's about 6'3". Okay, that's fine. Um, they were playing against Norway. And he was up against Christian Kassastoul, who is 5'10 at best. Probably more like 5'8, 5'9. So Fantilli's got a bit of a height advantage, bit of a reach advantage. And he took a big hit on Cassius where there was some head contact. Um, I did put this on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter, and the hit itself is, you know, fairly bad. The reason I think this one went to a major and he was ejected is because Fantilli did reach out with his left arm and followed through on the hit. Now, was it a hit directly to the head? Not exactly. He was trying to finish his check. Most of the contact was in the upper chest, like right along the shoulder, but he did catch some head, and there was some head contact. It wasn't directly head contact, but there was just enough head contact to eject him from the game. Now I know that the double IHF is a little bit more strict on those kind of calls. That's what they do. Unfortunately for Fantilli, that means he got tossed from the game. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, was it a clean hit? I don't think it was a completely clean hit, but I don't think it was a completely dirty hit either. It was a it was a bad hit, but I don't think it was necessarily dirty because he is a taller player. And Cashastol did put his head down. So this does make for a tough call. And for someone that is likely to be the Ducks number two pick, you know what? Maybe you want someone with a little bit of an edge. Maybe you want someone that can bring that physicality because the Ducks certainly didn't have that at all last season. And this was one of the biggest complaints that I heard from Ducks fans. One of the biggest complaints was that they were not physical enough. They didn't have anyone that was willing to fight. They didn't have anyone that was willing willing to fight that had size or willing to take the hits or willing to, you know, lay down a massive hit in a dirty area. I get that. And I could already hear the Ducks fans saying, oh, well, we used to have someone like that. Yeah, you used to have someone like that. Someone by the name of um, oh Nicholas Delorier. Yeah, that guy. Remember him? Yeah, he was I wouldn't say a hothead, but he was someone that played on the edge a little bit. Someone that was not afraid to fight. Someone that was not afraid to take those hits and protect his players. And he did that in spades. And he did that very well. While also having the ability to score a lot at any given moment. Remember that hat trick that he got over three years ago? Yeah, he's capable of scoring multiple goals in a game at any point. Just when it happens, watch out. And I I do miss D'Lo. The Ducks could use some physicality up the middle. They could use someone with that kind of size and strength. Now, not to say that Leo Carlson does not bring that size and strength, but I think if you compare between Carlson and Fantilli, Fantilli does have the slightly better ceiling, but he also has the slightly better physicality as well. And I think in the long run, I think you want someone that is not afraid to get a little physical, kind of like a Ryan Getzloff used to do. Getzloff, also a bigger body, but also was not afraid to take the hits and not afraid to use that big frame and tussle around with some guys. And I didn't mind that at all. In fact, I really liked that about Ryan Gesloff's game. So, just a little bit of a two cents on that hit that most fans may have seen. But I personally am some. i am... I'm mostly okay with the hit... I didn't like the follow-through on it, like him extending his arm, but the initial hit, yeah, I was okay with it. Alright, we're gonna head into the intermission, and I'll talk a little bit more about Fantillion Carlson. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the game time app. Now this is an app that I have used several times. I use it to buy baseball tickets. Could have used it to buy Laker tickets because they were actually very cheap for Game 4. But I didn't want to see the Lakers possibly get swept, and in fact they did. But that's neither here nor there. Game time had some very good prices for that Lakers game. You know, that's your place to get some last-minute tickets. There was even a pair of tickets under a 100 bucks each. Can you believe that? Yeah, so don't plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, right up to an hour before, and you can get flash deals as well. So, snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're Locked On with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, so let's continue talking about just the difference between Carlson and And Fantilli, Carlson probably wouldn't get himself thrown out of a game. But Carlson has played with grown men. And if he can take the hits from grown men, then, you know, I'm all for it. But now we're finally seeing Fantilli playing against older men. And he's holding his own. So where I said that, maybe there was a world where Carlson could be the number two pick because he has played with the adults. Well, Fantilli has shown that he can somewhat play with the adults. But again, he's still young. And it's a small sample size. Excuse myself. Small sample size. But if Fantilli can improve and get on the score sheet... For the rest of Worlds, then I would say, yeah, his stock would remain at two. And I think he has to keep it that way. And I think he has to remember that while he's playing against older men, a lot of the players in the World Championships are mostly AHL players. I mean, look at Team USA, their goaltender. Mired in the American Hockey League this season, had a rough go at it. Cal Peterson, one of the... Their top scorers, Rocco Grimaldi from the Gulls. Mostly mired in the AHL, but hey, we're proud of Rocco Grimaldi actually doing fairly well in the World Championship. So, hey, there's your Rocco Grimaldi quote for the day. Or not quote, but I guess your Rocco Grimaldi, I guess, just thought for the day. I like him a lot. Goals should have kept him and didn't. Ugh, whatever. But now we see that Fantilli. Kind of does belong, maybe not entirely belongs, but he kind of belongs, and that's really all you can ask for for someone that is still so young and still has so much to prove and so much to give. And you absolutely want that on your future star, maybe future star. I mean, this is not going to be number one, not going to be Connor Bedard who is going to change the fortunes of the Blackhawks. I hate to admit it, but he's going to change the fortunes of that team. Number two picks can be a game-changer. Look at Jack Eichel. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to bring up this series, but I'll talk more about that in a second, actually. But Eichel, number two pick, he could win a cup. He will very likely lead Vegas to the cup final. But having... Either one of those guys at number two, that's a star. That's a star in the making in this league, and that's that's really what you want. So I'm hoping that Fantilli can get, you know, a little bit more playing time, and I'm hoping he can finally scratch the surface as far as scoring goals. What he is still good at right now is facilitating. Still good at finding. Good shot attempts for his teammates. Something that I think he could improve on. So, do you want someone that's going to score or someone that's going to find you the open shot? Why not both? You know, a little from column A, a little from column B. Why not both? That's kind of what you get with Adam Fantilli and Kind of what you get with Leo Carlson as well. With the hockey IQ. So, all things to consider in next month's NHL draft, which is, by the way, less than a month away. We're less than a month from the NHL draft. Can you believe that we're coming up to it? I I can't. I, I can't believe it myself. But, hey, you know what? We're almost there. We're almost there, folks. Just one month away until the Ducks can finally get their draft pick and a month and a week before free agency opens as well. So we're going to finish this podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars Series. Now, why, why I mention this now is because Connor McDavid was the number one pick in that draft. And look what happened. Edmonton lost to Vegas. You know what? Jack Eichel, I hate to admit it, but he's looking kind of good. He's kind of looking Con Smythe esque right now. Am I saying he's going to win it? Not completely, but he's looking good, and he's leading the Vegas Golden Knights to maybe a sweep, maybe not. I think Dallas does take one of the two at home, but this is Vegas's series to lose, and they look good. And Jack Eichel has been among the best players. Or the Golden Knights this postseason. If you want to look at guys that have been good. I mean Joe Pavelski has been good for Dallas. But they're not making it. Jack Eichel. He's been that same way. He's also been good. But a steady good. Throughout this postseason. So that's someone that I look at in that series going. Hey. There's something there. And you know. As I'm recording this. Vegas just took a 3-0 lead. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. The thing I wanted to talk about is the fans in Dallas. Look, Ducks fans are better than this. Ducks fans are classier than this. First period, Jamie Ben puts a stick in Mark Stone's face as the captain for Vegas is on the ice. There's no excuse for that. The five-minute major was the correct call. The game misconduct was the correct call. You just don't put your stick on someone's face and shove them to the ground like that. Not cool. Not cool at all. Will it be suspendable? Honestly, probably not. I think the major and the game misconduct was enough punishment. And because of that, Dallas lost. And now they're down in an 0-3 hole. They're not the 2014 LA Kings. They're not coming back from this. But looking at the aftermath of all that. You know, fans claiming that, oh, the refs had it off for Dallas. No, you know what? Those were all fair calls. They were all fair. And Dallas Stars fans did not like it. So they started throwing crap on the ice. And, wow, the fans are so lucky. And Dallas is so lucky that they did not call a delay of game on the fans. I've seen it much worse, where fans throw crap on the ice, and the PA announcer has to call a delay of game against the home team. And I think it was Philadelphia where this happened. There was oh that's right, it was Philly, it was the Ed Snyder um tribute with the wristbands, fans throwing wristbands and the Flyers get a two-minute delay of game penalty. And I think the PA announcer says, like, two-minute penalty, you know, great job. Very sarcastically saying, like, yeah, you went and did it. You F'd around and you found out, and great job, guys, great job. Mm. Yeah, total sarcasm there. If it was me, I probably would have done the same thing. And the refs were very lenient in saying, now nah, you know what, we're just going to let the fans do this. We're going to have intermission now with under a minute left. So they tacked on that extra minute at the start of the third period and then continued on, but it didn't matter because Vegas won 4 to nothing, and Vegas is up 3 nothing in their series. So as of right now, we have Florida and Vegas both up 3 nothing in their series. I think they're both over. So it's Florida versus Vegas. I'll have more thoughts on that later on. But going back to the fans, there's no excuse for throwing stuff on the ice. Absolutely no excuse. Fans should be classier than that. And they didn't show it. The Stars fans did not show it. And I know there are other fan bases that have done just as bad or worse. And we're going to hear our defenders. But you know what? No, there's no defending the abysmal actions of the Dallas Stars fans. No excuse for that whatsoever. So, you know, just something that I wanted to get off my chest and say, Dallas fans, you should have known better. You should have done better. And you didn't. And I just hated it. All right. Uh, We're going to wrap up here as the light goes out. Um, but I do want to wrap up saying that we're going to have a double header coming pretty soon and we're going to have more than the allotment of episodes this week because there is something that I have been working on and I have my spreadsheet. I've kind of teased about the fact that the Eakins era was defined by blowing late leads. Well, you know what? I've got a long ass list of late in game blown leads or ties In the Dallas Eakins era, buckle up folks, it's going to be a long ride. And I actually did the research, it took me a couple hours, but I got there. So I'll share that all with you very soon this week. Alright, that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, We're ad-free on Amazon, we're on YouTube, so check us out there. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And all y'all fans are awesome, you guys are great. You know, the draft is coming. We're a month away, but the draft is coming, and then free agency is coming. So be on the lookout for... All of that. And I'll have my preview for the Stanley Cup final after both these series end. It's not looking good, folks. I predicted Dallas. I predicted Carolina. I could very well be 0 for 2 in that prediction. Say lovey. Say lovey. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks, fly together.